Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. So, you know, when I sold the company, I thought I was just like ready to go and like celebrate and party. But actually, the day I got the money wire transfer into the bank account and I walked out of the office, I literally walked out with just like one bin. And like there's 15 years of my life just behind me. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carlene Higgins and Jill Dunn. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast, everyone. Hey, Carlene. Hey. So for any new listeners out there, you know, we are all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. And I am Jill Dunn. And I'm Carlene Higgins. Carlene. I know that you love nothing more. Like you get so excited when like the timing of one of our episodes like is just so on point with yeah. a launch or a new idea or a newsy buzzy item. Yeah. Like if I feel like I'm getting a scoop, yes. this harkens back to my magazine editor days and that's happening today. I'm so excited about our guest. She's been on our wish list from day one and the timing couldn't be better. We are talking to serial beauty entrepreneur, Tony Co. She's the founder of NYX Cosmetics, that's NYX, and we happen to be linking up with her the very week that she is launching her brand new beauty business, and it's called Bespoke Beauty Brands. Bespoke Beauty Brands is a new era beauty incubator. So that means she'll be partnering with influencer turned entrepreneurs where the company manages everything from concept to creation to distribution. The first one out of the gate, I'm really pumped about this one. It's a collab with Kim Chi from RuPaul's Drag Race. Anyone who's a big fan out there like I am, Mm -hmm. I've watched all 10 seasons. Kim Chi was absolutely my favorite for makeup artistry. You were saying like anime styles. Yeah, it was like really bright and kind of color blocky and almost reminded me of like Pat McGrath and the old like Galliano days backstage. Mm-hmm. It was just like super vibrant, but a lot of pastels. And I think these two people putting their heads together and coming out with a makeup line, I just can't wait to see what it is. Yeah. And I just have so much respect for Tony. She started NYX Cosmetics with a loan from her parents, and that was back in 1999. And it really revolutionized the whole budget makeup category. To me, it was like the MAC or the NARS of a drugstore, like Mm -hmm. the quality the colors, the sleek black pencils with the white logo. I mean, what would you rather buy back in the day? Like that packaging or like a Wet n' Wild or a CoverGirl or a Maybelline, which was the same price point. It was like a breath of fresh air. And this was before Glossier and before ColourPop. So she was really introducing 
this idea of premium products at a low price. So to give you an example of Nix's success, just one year in, they wholesaled $2 million worth of cosmetic pencils alone. So she kind of started out just doing yeah. pencils. So that would amount to, of course, $4 million in retail sales. Like imagine your first year yeah. in business and that's the kind of money that you're raking in. Yeah. And each of the pencils, I think, was like 2 or $3. Yeah. So it's incredible the volume that she sold. And looking back on, um, when I think about NYX, my personal favorite product is the Professional Makeup Microbrow Pencil. You can still get it. It's like $6 at Target. It is a cult favorite because, first of all, it comes in eight colors, ash brown. That's my color. It's hard to find. And it has this micro, micro, super skinny tip. So you can just sketch on those hairs, your brow hairs, and they look ultra natural. It's very flattering. And then it has a spoolie on the end. So you can just quickly groom and you're out the door. Yeah. I hear you about that ash brown. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to find. Tony sold Nyx to L'Oreal in 2014 for $500 million. That honestly seems like a steal. I know. Well, you think about Drunk Elephant. She yeah. just sold her company this week mm -hmm. for 850 So um, it seems like they got a bit of a deal. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so in today's episode, you will hear about the backstory on how NYX came to be. Before we get into all the scoop on the new company, Bespoke Beauty Brands, what to buy, what's hot, you know, what you guys need to get your hands on right away. And Tony also gets real about some of the tougher times as an entrepreneur along the way. You'll hear about her beauty must-haves, and Tony shares her advice to anyone out there hustling to be the next beauty unicorn. My name is Tony Ko. I am the founder of NYX Cosmetics. My second company is called Bespoke Beauty Brands, and it's basically a beauty incubator. So we want to go back to your origin story a little bit. I know that um, you grew up in South Korea and before immigrating to the U.S., and you said if you could paint your childhood, it would be the color yellow. And I just thought that was such an interesting description. And can you expand on what you meant by that? I was born and raised in South Korea until mm -hmm. I was 13 years old, but um, I was in born in Seoul, South mm -hmm. Korea, which is the capital and it's the city. I was born in a, a, a small small state called Daegu, and I was born in the 70s. We had like a little stream that ran in front of our house. We had mountain in the back, and I basically, our parents raised us like farm animals. We were let out in the morning, mm -hmm. and then we came home at dusk. I grew up chasing dragonflies and, you know, playing with rocks and just jumping in water and like, so yellow is a happy color to me. Oh, like, mm -hmm. anything that's yellow seems happy to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel like if I could paint uh, my childhood in color, that's yellow because I was so happy. And so that transition must have been like when you came to the U.S. You were 13. I was 13, And yes. where did you come to and what was that like? Okay, so, well, we did live in Seoul for a few years okay. before moving over. So it wasn't you like, were in the, like the, the country too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did live in the, in the big city for a little bit. Coming to Los Angeles, I remember this day. Like, it was March 22nd or something, 1986. And I remember looking down the airplane and it was very flat because in Los Angeles, buildings are short because of the earthquake, right? And mm -hmm. like in South Korea, in Seoul, like all the, you know, we have like all these high rise 
apartment buildings. And I just thought like, oh my God, the first impression was, oh my God, everything's so flat. And then we got off the plane and I took a step outside. I I took a sip of air and I was like, oh my God, this air is so fresh. So Mm -hmm. that's my second impression. Mm -hmm. And uh, we ended up in a city called uh, Glendale because Mm -hmm. my mom had a friend living in Burbank and my mom had her friend arrange an apartment for us. So she picked a place for us in Glendale. So uh, we we landed in Glendale and uh, I lived in Glendale until I moved out of my parents' house when I was 28. Oh, yeah, I wow. lived at home until I was 28. <laughs> I think that's very common for, for Korean women, right? Very traditional. Very, yeah. very. Like, so you're supposed to live at home until mm-hmm. you get married. Yes. But I was married, but I had started my business when I was 26 already. Right, right. And like, I'm like, I'm an entrepreneur, like I own my business. So I, ha- I like at 28, I begged my mom to please like, let me have my own life. And uh, um, I bought a condo in downtown. And then that's when I started to live in downtown, downtown wow. Los Angeles. And did your parents influence you at all to who you are today? Is there anything you could say? That's why. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, My father, my mother, both of them. So it's just like a really combination. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my father is really strict. I mean, he's like he's like the captain from the Van Trapp family. And, (laughs) um, you know, he he raised us in a certain way where it may seem very harsh. Mm -hmm. Back in Korea, then it was very acceptable, like Mm -hmm. how we were raised. Mm -hmm. Like, but that made me a very strong person, both physically and emotionally. Mm -hmm. So I'm very emotionally stable. Like I don't, I don't sway very much. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And also, like I don't get sick, or I don't like. I'm very healthy. Wow. And I think that's very important to be an entrepreneur, to totally. be a healthy person. So you need to live a healthy lifestyle and everything like that. And my mother, because after we moved to US, that's the first business that my mother started. It was in a small beauty supply retail store, mm-hmm. and that was my first foray into the beauty world. And I was 14, I think maybe 14. 15 years old. Mm-hmm. So was that like your first encounter with beauty? Like what did your mom maybe teach you about beauty living in Korea? Or was it something you got more interested in when you moved to the United States? Well, on the personal level, so just looking at my mom growing up. So my mom's now 75 years old and she has a flawless skin because ever since I remember, she's always like doing this or like she has cucumbers all over her face and she's already like uh, moisturizers, eye cream. So she made me wear eye cream when I was 19 years old mm-hmm. um, and taking care of skin. And um, so I think that 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 played a big role. And then um, her starting a beauty supply business where I was working in the family business. Mm-hmm. So I was learning, it's like going to MBA. Yeah. I was learning the daily deals that you do with inventory, customer, uh, display, mm-hmm. POPs, you know, um, just little nuances from businesses, right? Just like looking at customers and figuring out what they're really, what they really want. Because what they want and what they say they want might be a little different, right? So I learned that. So uh, I think she has affected me greatly Mm -hmm. in my career. Mm -hmm. And she's 75. And even now, she will not walk out of the house until she's fully made. Her hair done, her makeup done, outfit on, heels on.
We are super excited to announce a brand new show sponsor. Let's give a warm Breaking Beauty welcome to AO Skincare. Woo! Yeah. So what is AO Skincare? I think they're from Down Under, right? Yeah. They're a New Zealand-based clean beauty company founded by a dermatologist. So that's legit. They're also EWG certified. And with clean beauty here, we mean that they are free from parabens, sulfates, pegs, mineral oils, and fragrance. So if you've personally made the decision to avoid those types of ingredients, and that is a personal choice, those ingredients are not in this range. The whole MO of AO Skincare is to make your skin as healthy as it can be. It naturally supports the skin's ability to produce and maintain its own hydration. One of the brand's signature ingredients is red algae. It's a powerful antioxidant that they source from where else? New Zealand. What's your favorite from the line that you've tried? So I've been using the sunscreen. It's called the 6000X Elemental Screen SPF 30. Whoa. I know. The name is like super loaded, very scientific. It's a cream to sheer formula. And I think the texture is really good for a zinc oxide-based sunscreen because those can tend to be like quite chalky. Mm -hmm. It's really sheer, which is important to me for a daily face sunscreen that I want to wear every single day. Yeah. And they have like a trial set so you can try so many things. And as a Breaking Beauty listener, you guys are going to get a special promo code. You can get 20% off using the code BREAKINGBEAUTY20 on their website at aoskincare.com. That's A-O-S-K-I-N-C-A-R-E.com for 20% off using our exclusive promo code, which we will list on our blog and in our show notes. Now back to today's episode. And so you mentioned that um, by the time you moved out, you already owned your business. So you were quite young when you started. So tell us, like, how did that come about? What gave you, you know, what was the impetus to start that business? Right. So uh, um, I started NYX Cosmetics when I was 26. And uh, until I was 24. Five, I was working at a family business. Um, I lived at home, and my mom didn't pay me. I mean, you know, she gave me allowance. And then, like, at, I think at 25, I finally, like, walk up one day, and I'm like, what the hell is this with my life? <laughs> like, I live at home. I'm 25. I live at home. I'm on an allowance. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going anywhere with my life. Mm-hmm. So... I really wanted to take the initiative to like like do something for me, do mm-hmm. something for myself. So yeah. I kind of made an announcement to my mom. I said, you know what? I'm just not going to spend the rest of my life in a family business. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go out and like do something on my own. I'm going to create my own life. And initially, I thought I was just going to get a job. And like I was looking through like newspaper. I mean, this is a long time ago. Yeah. So, you know, this is when people still used to have the classify section in totally. the newspaper. Oh, I remember. Yes. yes. So I was like, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, like, I don't think I could ever be a nine to five person. Mm -hmm. And then I saw I saw a little window. I saw a a small niche in the market where because I had been in the beauty space, I knew that the expensive, like the really expensive products in department stores, majority of the cost is for marketing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like their marketing budget is like 30 percent. And, uh, you know, there were some like really uh, affordable products like a drugstore but the products were really terrible yeah and I kind of wanted to marry the two mm-hmm. and because we were in the beauty business I knew a couple of suppliers who made uh, cosmetic pencils mm-hmm. out of New Jersey and I knew how much it costed like it like really the cost of the product did not have to be $15 at retail and so I just figured, you know what? All the products in drugstores were look like they were from drugstores. And when you go to department store products, they were classy and chic and elegant. So I was like, okay, I could make brand 
for the budget market, but make it look like the products that are in department store. And what does that mean is stripping it of all the colors and like the gold foils and, you know, mm-hmm. just think about like cover girl from like the 1980s yeah. mm-hmm. or something, right? Yeah. yeah. And just do simple, sleek black and white packaging. Mm-hmm. And sell it at a really affordable price where consumers would do the word of mouth marketing. Totally. Yeah. Was there ever any part of you, though, because it is such a simple idea, really, it's like really staring you in the face. Right. And but nobody was doing it. No. So what made you think in your heart of hearts that you could do it? I don't know. (laughs) Young and dumb. (laughs) There's that song, right? Young, dumb. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's like I was, so when I like started to work on the idea, I was 25. Yeah. Yeah. And I had no business plan. I was, and this was 1999. I mean, this is a different time. I just knew it. It was like, uh, you know, it's it's an intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a gut feeling that yeah. you get. We've said this before about the ordinary, which mm-hmm. happened much later. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just that sweet spot. It's like the IKEA effect, right? Yes. You've got good design, decent quality at a low price. Right. I mean, you kind of can't go wrong. Right. You know, and so looking back, you started out with pencils. But looking back, what would you say was the most iconic product for NYX that you would say this is what really defined the brand or was there something that just sold out, you know, sold however many every second or what, what's that one product for you? So Black Eyeliner mm-hmm. was number one product. Yeah. May 15, 1999 from the day I opened the business until uh, July 30, 2014, until I sold my company. Black Eyeliner SP901 was Number one selling item That's all the, the time. One. You know what that speaks for? Classic items never yeah. go out of fashion, never go out of style, right? Absolutely. So, you had a product that you were thinking about maybe discontinuing, but then YouTube happened. Yes. So what was it? It was a jumbo eyeshadow pencil. Okay. It was white. It wasn't pearly. It was flat, matte, white color uh, eyeshadow pencil. And uh, it wasn't supposed to be an eyeshadow primer or eyeshadow base or anything. It was just a white eyeshadow. And uh, it, we didn't sell much of it. We sold less than 5,000 pieces. And I think uh, 5,000 pieces was our cutoff line, mm-hmm. too, for a discontinued merchandise at that point. Uh, this was 2006, 2000, going on 2007. And out of nowhere, like this item sold out. So we ordered another batch, sold out, uh, continue to like just climb, climb up in in the uh, the ranking, the product ranking. Mm-hmm. Honestly, in the beginning, we didn't know like what was driving the sale. We uh, and then we had a person at our company who was kind, who was like younger and like you know more like tech techie, and so she was watching YouTube one day um, and she saw somebody doing a tutorial using this item as a uh, eyeshadow base and. Prior to like people using this item as an eyeshadow base, there was like it wasn't a category. Eyeshadow primer was not a category. Uh, I think the professional makeup artist used it mm-hmm. on their clients, but uh, everyday consumers like us did not use an eyeshadow base. But this product just happened to have the right texture and then the right color, the just enough stickiness mm-hmm. for the eyeshadow powders to stick on. And then because it was white, it provided a clean canvas for those vivid colors to show its true color. Yes. So I'm nodding my head. I'll tell you after why uh-huh. I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, just because I worked at a I worked at a fashion magazine and I worked on fashion shoots mm-hmm. and there was a period of time where everybody wanted vivid colors and they didn't really exist. So I would be on set with makeup artists mm-hmm. and they'd be adding white to the background to make colors pop right. more. Right, 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 right. right. Cuz we don't no one has yeah. clean white yeah. canvas yeah. as your eyelid. Yeah. yeah. So then that just like totally took off for you. That was another I mean that was like that year like our company grew like double digit. Wow. So wow. there are moments like this where like you know you don't you like you're always like of course your your revenue is always growing um is trending up but there's times when the when the pendulum just like swings yeah. forward like crazy yeah it's like every two to three years mm-hmm. i think and every time that happened we had one very special item that was a hit wow yeah, yeah. that's amazing and, and then you knew the what youtube was what oh a youtuber my god. was <laughs> i said oh my god and then like it was like an immediate realization mm-hmm. because remember how i said like from the beginning i said i want you to do the word of mouth marketing yeah like, it would take longer time but it's organic um and you know it's just like your friend telling you something like I, don't you have one of those friends who like oh my god this is the best stuff like you have to yeah, buy this and they get I'm, everybody yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we try to we try to pump things up yeah. <laughs> so this is like that friend mm-hmm. on the microphone like this, yeah speaking yeah. with ten thousand twenty thousand a million mm-hmm. of their friends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. Word Very. of mouth mm-hmm. marketing on a ginormous mm-hmm. platform. Yeah. yeah. Let's pause for a minute to shout out one of our longtime show sponsors. Carlene, I don't know about you, but Tony is such a hustler. Like, I need some coffee to just keep up with her. So inspiring, these women. Well, Four Sigmatic can help us kick our productivity into high gear right now. Four Sigmatic has been part of our show for the last little while. And for those of you who are not familiar, it's a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity, our energy, and longevity, and basically just help us to be happier and healthier overall. I definitely feel like I need an immunity boost after being on a flight. We're actually in LA right now and Four Sigmatic makes a wide variety of blends like mushroom coffee, mushroom elixirs, hot cocos, matcha, superfood blends, you name it. Totally. I've tried them all, but you know what? I keep coming back to the same one and that's the lion's mane and chaga mushroom coffee. By the way, guys, it is coffee and it's made with 100% organic Arabica beans and none of the blends taste like mushrooms whatsoever. And Lion's Mane is really interesting. It's kind of like your brain's BFF. It's long been used by Buddhist monks to help with focus during meditation, and it really kickstarts my creative juices in the morning. Well, Four Sigmatic has a special offer for Breaking Beauty listeners. You can receive 15% off your Four Sigmatic purchase when you go to foursigmatic.com slash beauty or use the discount code beauty at checkout. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash beauty to get 15% off your purchase. Now that we're refueled, let's get back to hearing more of Tony's story. So in 2014, you sold NYX. Yes. Um, It was sold to L'Oreal for half a billion dollars. So yeah, I cannot. I, I have <laughs> okay for an undisclosed amount. Yes, of it. that sounds like an entrepreneur's dream. Like so many people listening would just say, "I want to do that." Uh-huh. Was it always, you know, good times like saying goodbye to this company that you built, or how? What's the real talk on that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So uh, oh, it was so hard for me. It wasn't like I walk up one day and sold a company. 
there was the preparation period, right? You have to hire a banker and you have to put together a package and you go on the road show, you do the fireside and, you know, mm-hmm. the whole. So the whole process took about nine months mm-hmm. and I was mentally prepared for mm-hmm. the exit. And, uh, you know, about like uh, 2009, 2010, I have brought on an investor. And once you bring in an investor, they always have an exit timeline, mm-hmm. right? So from that point on, it was either going to be the five or the seven year mark, right? Mm-hmm. So we were, we had hit the five year mark and I knew we were due for an exit. Mm -hmm. I already had done my succession planning. So we had a CEO, we had a CFO, we had a uh, operational person, we had a product development. So uh, the company was fully operational without my daily presence. Although I went to work every day and, you know, I worked exactly as I had done Mm -hmm. the, you know, last, the 15 years before. So I was mentally prepared. So, you know, when I sold the company, I thought I was just like ready to go and like celebrate and party. But actually the day I got the money wire transfer into the bank account and I walked out of the office, I literally walked out with just like one bin. And like there's 15 years of my life just behind me. And I felt like a balloon that got popped. Mm -hmm. And I went home and I fell asleep for probably like 12, 13 hours or something. And then next morning I woke up and I was so confused. I actually got in shower. I thought I was late for work. I thought I, I got in shower. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, I sold my company. I have nowhere to go. Like, it start hit, Like it really started to hit me. Yeah. And uh, I try to keep myself busy for the first few days. <laughs> but if I was somebody who was used to not working, I think I may have handled it better. But, you know, at that time, like, I had worked every day for 15 years. So, like, this new lifestyle, like, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, mm-hmm. like I, how many lunches can I have? And, you know, all my friends, they're... They're mothers to their children and or they work. It's not like they're available to like go out, go hang yeah. out with me all the time. Yeah. Like, um, so I just like try to keep myself busy. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of like I can imagine a bit of an identity crisis. Totally. And I remember hearing Joe Malone talk about that mm-hmm. and how she had sold her company to Estee Lauder. And she was like she found it like triggering to go to the mall even because she couldn't like walk through a Nordstrom or anything like to that see be, to see the brand. It was yeah. like you have to put blinders on yeah. almost. So I, I couldn't totally imagine. Yeah. yeah. Bobby Brown said the same thing when yeah. we interviewed her. Uh-huh. But it's interesting because in a way – the way that you described was similar. That's how I felt when I was laid off, you know? It's, so it's interesting that, you know, on the one hand, it's like, well, you've sold your company. That's great. You did what you set out to do. But it's like the same feeling that you could have even when something happens that's not in your control. Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, no, and you're not exactly, you were, you were so young when it all happened. I feel like it's a very interesting story in the beauty world because you're not ready to retire. I know. But you had a non-compete. Is that yes. right? So you were a bit like hands were tied. Yeah. yeah. So And my non-compete was pretty uh, severe, I would <laughs> say, because I wasn't even allowed to uh, invest, advise, sit on board. Like mm. nothing in the beauty industry for five years, except three years in Europe. So that's mm-hmm. that's different because L'Oreal is yeah. a French company. So yes. they have to follow the EU law. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's a real excommunication. Yeah. Like you're, yeah, you're out. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and that's all I know. I know nothing but beauty. I've like lived and breathed beauty yeah. for last how many years, and like I feel like I was just like lifted and been 
transported to somewhere else where I'm like a complete stranger. Yeah. I remember the day. So Jill obviously spends a lot of time on Instagram. And so she was watching one of your stories. And I think there was a day when you had said the non-competes over, right? And so Jill Jill forwarded me the Uh message and she's like, who do we call? What's happening? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, she has this painting and it says birds out of the cage. I think her non-competes done. We need to talk to her now. We know she's not sitting on things up. We know she's not sitting on her laurels, so please tell us now yes. that the bird is out of the cage, yes. what you're doing. The bird is out of the cage, mm-hmm. free. I set up a new entity in, in USA, and that is Bespoke Beauty Brands. So the easiest way to explain the concept of the business is it's a uh, beauty incubator. Mm-hmm. So Bespoke Beauty Brands uh, would have portfolio of boutique boutique brands and each of the brands are in partnership with an influencer mm-hmm. and it's, we do an equity deal with an influencer mm-hmm. um, so the first brand that we're launching we're launching next week actually it's called a uh, kimchi chic beauty it is so cute and uh, this is the sample that i have brought for you guys we're going to be unboxing it very shortly yeah. on the mic <laughs> i can't wait so kimchi he's such a lovable character um he's I a drag kimchi. queen do you like do you oh, know him oh well i'm not personally but uh-huh. i'm a i'm a really big rupaul fan and he yes. was always my favorite makeup artist uh-huh. i mean his makeup artistry is next it's level it's amazing mm-hmm. he's an artist that's, absolutely that's, yeah he's an artist so funny story so you know nick's cosmetics mm-hmm. we were rupaul's drag race season 2 sponsor yes. and i was actually a guest uh, judge on the show. Oh no way! <laughs> on season two, not the entire season, yeah. but one of the episodes. Yeah. I was a guest. It's coming judge. back to me now. Yes. Yeah, and I I've had seen so much fun. Yeah, and I can't believe it. Everything like circled back into one. Yes. And now my first influencer partner for a new brand that I'm doing is from somebody from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, and Kimchi, the best. Yeah, she's an eight. He's, he's amazing. I mean, you know, this, uh, like, Kimchi, first of all, he's a nice person. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I want to do business with nice people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm at a stage in my life, like, you know, you can like choose. sometimes, like, I don't want to deal with trauma. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't have to anymore. And, you know, I want to do business with nice people. And he's a really amazing, nice people, very well educated. And he's actually an accidental drag queen as well. Like, so uh, uh, we're launching on the 16th Mm -hmm. and October 16th. And everybody's like, why are you launching? Like, this is like a Halloween month. I'm like, no, there's a story to it. Because Kimchi, the reason he became a drag queen is because he went to a Halloween party dressed as a drag queen. It, oh. He wasn't a drag. Okay. He wasn't a queen. Yeah. That was his Halloween costume that oh. he did for fun with one of his friends. Oh. And he got, he got recruited that night. For RuPaul? Uh, I don't know if or it's just for recruited RuPaul, for like a show. For like a show. Wow. Because he was so good. Yeah. I know. I always was like, because he was having trouble walking in the heels. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, it looks so good though. But he's so cute. And I he's know. Like, like, he doesn't dance. He doesn't yeah. sing. It's, just part stands of his on the, yeah. it's part of his persona. He just stands there and he's like this seven feet giant with his heels Yeah. On. Not everybody has to do death drops. I mean, come yeah. on. Yes. I completely <laughs> agree. I completely agree. Yeah. And people just gravitate towards him. They love him. They're passionate about yeah. him. 
And, uh, uh, you know, when, when we're talking about this concept, we're like, okay, we need, like, it, there's so many brands out there. I mean, like, nowadays, mm-hmm. it's almost like every influencer, every celebrity, there's like a drop every time. Yeah. And, you know, we decided we're just going to do a, a line of beauty that is whimsical, that's fun, that is vibrant, that's colorful, and very affordable. So our products are like our eyeshadow palettes is... I mean, you'll see it. Could I open this? Yes, yes. let's right. do it. Let's dive in. It's a pink box. Isn't it cute? It's so cute. You're it recording so this. Yes. It is so cute. So we're launching with an eyeshadow oh palette. And then like all our all of our names are very whimsical too. So like it's rainbow shards and diamond <laughs> shards. I, some people like it. Some people hate it. But this hey, you not, know what? It's very drag culture. Yeah. Like you just say it. You just throw it out there and you say it. You like it. You don't like exactly. it. Whatever. Exactly. And right? you know what? This this may not be for everybody. Yeah. But you know what? Kimchi, he's a special character. Yeah. And this is his character. So like this eyeshadow palette palette right here. Oh my gosh, that's a palette? I thought that was a book. Oh, and then we partner with Ketnitz. I don't know if you've the seen this character. Yes. The illustrator, He's amazing. So he's done these custom cartoons for us. Mm-hmm. So this is limited edition. Okay. And this eyeshadow palette with this Ooh. much product is only $28. Wow. Feel the weight on wow. this thing. Wow. How many shadows are in there? Yeah. Uh, there's 18 shadows in there. Wow. Oh, Carlene, those are amazing. This. These are the colors, if you watch the show, the the pink and the teal, like these punchy pastels. I remember right. those looks the most vividly right. um, that you would see on kimchi. But I love this. I love that there's like a like such a range in here. And this is all sold online only, correct? We will be selling online mm-hmm. starting the 16th. Right. Mm-hmm. So it will be e-com only. E-com, mm-hmm. Yes, e-com only. in the okay. beginning. And we have our next item. This one is called the Diamond Shards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm See, hey, you know what? You're laughing. Yes. That's exactly. a good thing. These days, whatever to put a smile on people's face. Yes, right? absolutely. And this is a cream eyeshadow, glitter cream eyeshadow, and you must try it. Okay. I mean, if I'm you can swatch just a little bit. Yeah. It looks like it's in, just to explain on the audio, it looks like it's in a lip gloss container. It's got a little doe foot applicator. I'm swatching it. Wow. Look at that shimmer. Oh gosh, that's and so the cool. color, too. There's big color payoff and shimmer. Love this. Isn't that gorgeous? It's so glossy. That's so only nine dollars. Oh wow! 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 There's wow. a lot of product in there, actually. Oh, it's a uh, no. We don't. We so. don't do no. No, Kimchi himself yeah. is a big character, yeah. so we make sure that all of our products are full size. Yeah. Or even like fuller than full size. Yeah, they yeah. seem like they are. And then this is the high key gloss, of Ooh, course. So it's, it's super it's, glossy. You which, just do one swipe. Oh, that's wow. it. All you need is wow. one swipe. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's like a very pigmented glossy gloss. Gorgeous. Can you see that? Oh yeah. Beautiful. Wow, beautiful. Oh, I like the color on you. I was yeah. just gonna say this yeah. combo is good. Curly. Oh, those two color yeah. together. I love this. Uh-huh. Very, very nice. Okay. So much fun. And like when you open it, it's like a pop-up book. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. the little rainbow coming yeah. up. So cool. So these are all different shades of yes. the um, what is the name? Oh, the glitter shadow. The diamond shards. The diamond shards. <laughs> hey, the that's diamond when shards. the diamond sharding. <laughs> Don't you want your diamond to shard? Yeah. Make little baby diamonds? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So. It just, it's funny because when you say the name, like if you watch the show and you know, like 
you understand right. Kim Chi's personality. You can just see. I could just imagine, you like can in see the room, right? Like, I think we should call it Diamond Shards. Yes. <laughs> And you're like, yes, yes, that sounds like a good idea. So it's a limited edition. And so the palette is. The palette is. Right. Okay. So will this be a continuing line or? Except the palette. So yeah. then the palette is a limited edition, but mm-hmm. then everything else will be a continuing, yes. A con- okay. Part of, part of a collection. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so over time, as you work with more influencers, you will, those will, like, they're not going to rotate in and out. You will have multiple influencer ranges at once. Yes, but Under. then there will be a completely different brand. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is Kimchi's brand, yeah. mm-hmm. Kimchi Chic Beauty. Yeah. So the website to buy these products is kimchichicbeauty.com. Dot com. Yes. Got it. So uh-huh. it's not like it's under bespoke. No, no, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. yeah. Okay. That yeah, that that that's a really interesting concept. It really is. And so I can only imagine what else you have up your sleeve. Can you give us any hints of who might be coming <laughs> soon? Who another partner might be? Uh, we're talking to we're talking to some people, okay, but yeah. nothing concrete at the moment. Got but it. there's uh, there's one brand that I'm doing, but it's actually a men's care. Oh, I think. Men's beauty is like next up and coming uh, category. Mm-hmm. So it's not men's like cosmetics, like mm-hmm. foundation or mascara or guy liner. No, not men's grooming kit, like a shaving cream or anything like that. But men's care. Men's Let's care? just say men's care. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very curious about line. that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Very I'm intrigued. Consider me intrigued. More skincare. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. And um, will we see that breadth of of categories from you under Bespoke Beauty. So you might see hair, you might, you're not ruling anything out. It's not just going to be makeup. No, it's beauty. Beauty. Yeah. Okay. It's beauty. So anything and everything beauty. Mm -hmm. Now using your crystal ball, because you know what's going to sell out now, what out of kimchi's line do you predict looking in your crystal ball is going to be the sellout. I think this entire collection is going to be a sellout, mm-hmm. um, especially the eyeshadow palette, because this is uh, uh, in partnership with Ketnips, and Ketnips also has such a huge following. Mm-hmm. Um, and because uh, this has the original exclusive created content yeah. for this palette only, so I think this is going to be amazing. And then the value on this is spectacular. Yeah, um, this is like so a, I think feels this like is, a collector's type of it, thing. This is definitely the collector's item. So I think this is going to go first. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I can tell you're like so pumped about this. Like how excited are you right now for like your future and like working on these types of things? And it's just like a whole new market now compared to when you first started, right? It is so different. Yeah. Yeah. So like, how do you scout people? Are you on Reddit? Are you on Instagram? I am you have an on eye for Instagram all the time. Yeah, okay. All the time, all the time. Like the other day, I think I clocked in like 12 hours on like oh my, my iPhone or something. And yeah. I'm like, no, trust me, I'm working. <laughs> this is really research. Yeah, exactly. This is your business now. This yeah. is my business. But, you yeah. know, it's also nerve wracking too, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I've been sitting out of the beauty biz- business for the last five years and like mm-hmm. coming back. And there's this like so much excitement and yeah happiness and everything um coming back to the beauty business but also there is this like nerve-wracking scary feeling that I have like deep inside where every day like there's 50% of the time I'm like yay and 50% of the time I'm like oh my god like (laughs) yeah yeah 
We love beauty brands that really deliver. So let's take a moment to shout out another brilliant brand who also happens to be one of our loyal show sponsors, Native Deodorant. So what do you love about Native, Carlene? Let's break it down for people. I like that they're not hitting me over the head with their scents. That sometimes happens with natural deodorants. I can I can be a little bit scent sensitive. Mm-hmm. I wear the coconut and vanilla and it's just really soft and subtle and not trying to compete with like anything else going on. Yeah, I have the lavender one and I would say the same thing. It's just really beautiful. I think that the other thing about Native, they aren't trying to cover up body odor with some really obnoxious scent. They're smart about using that coconut oil, which is antimicrobial by nature. And they use tapioca starch that absorbs wetness and shea butter, which is great for moisturizing too. And it helps it just glide right on underneath the arm in that stick format. Got to take care of those pits. They're also very transparent about what's not in it. If you want to stay away from aluminum, parabens, or talc in your uh, deodorant, that stuff's not there. And there's no animal testing. I also like that it glides on, um, you know, those natural deodorants where you have to put your hand in the jar, like not for me. And it doesn't fall out. It doesn't dry out as you're using it. So it's good to the last swipe. Yeah, that's the worst when they like crumble and go on the floor. And Native (laughs) is really good for not doing that. Mm -hmm. Breaking Beauty listeners can try Native deodorant for yourselves with a discount code. So to get 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code BEAUTY during checkout. Plus, you get free shipping and returns in the U.S. That's 20% off your first purchase when you visit nativedeodorant.com. Use that promo code BEAUTY during checkout, and we will link that in our show notes. Now back to hearing more of Tony's story. So you were talking about, you know, part of as an entrepreneur, you got to do your self-care, you got to do, you know, your skin care. And so tell us a little bit about that. You know, when you're not swatching and using your own makeup, like what would we find on your top shelf skincare wise? What do you love to use? Oh my God. Um, so I love La Mer. Mm-hmm. for skincare products. I mean, that's where I splurge. I, it's expensive. But, yeah. um, you know, I always feel like, all right, so, you know, as you guys know, my all of my color cosmetics have always been like wallet-friendly price points, mm-hmm. right? Yes. $5, $6, anywhere mm-hmm. between like $12. Lipsticks, you can put on, you can take off, you could put on the new color. This skin you have on your body is the only skin you are going to have. And mm-hmm. of course, it's shedding all the all the time and you have the fresh new layers come out. But if you don't wash, if you don't moisturize, if you don't take care of your skin, mm-hmm. this is the only one that you have. Yeah. Like in your body, this is the biggest organ that you have on your body. Totally. So I am religious about washing my face, number one. Mm-hmm. What do you use? Tell us specifics. Okay, so I wash my face, not wash, but my cleansing process Mm -hmm. is four-step process. Yes, tell us everything. Okay, Uh, I make a remover separately, and then I do very gently uh, facial wipes to remove my makeup. Mm -hmm. And some people go to sleep just using the facial wipe, and that is like that. Do not, please do not do that. She's (laughs) hyperventilating. Please do not do that. That's like going to sleep with chemical on your face. Mm-hmm. So after that, you need to wash your face mm-hmm. with a uh, cleansing foam. And after that, I do one more wash with Dove Bar Soap. Really? It's my go-to. My mom uses it. I use it all the time. Dove Bar Soap is like, there's that that, that uh, slimy feel to it. Yeah. 
But that's because it's got moisturizer mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm. So my last wash is always with the Dove Bar soap. Yeah. So you literally just like you just you just lather it up in your hands and you just wash with the soap. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, warm water the whole time, except the last few splashes, and I do ten splash of cold water splash on my skin, mm-hmm. and then towel. But you don't like don't rub your face. Yeah. Like, you gently you pat, pat. and. The next thing, you have to moisturize before your face is completely dry mm-hmm. because you want to retain the moisture that's on your skin. Believe so immediately too. going to skincare. Mm-hmm. What's your first step with your skincare? Is it an essence or? <laughs> six, I got six. It takes me a long time to go to bed. <laughs> Us too. We love it all. <laughs> so uh, uh, first, the estrogen, of course, mm-hmm. cotton. Wipe. Mm-hmm. Don't rub. Just wipe very gently. Mm-hmm. And then you use your essence. And then uh, in between that, I do use the Estee Lauder's, the brown serum. Advanced night repair. Yeah. Advanced night repair. Mm-hmm. I do one layer of that. And then I do another moisturizing serum from La Mer. Mm-hmm. And then their cream. You know, the but I get the original kind. So mm-hmm. you have to like rub. Mm-hmm. But instead of just rubbing it alone, I Put like a dollop of the oil by, uh, they have the, the facial oil. Mm-hmm. So dollop of it, rub it together, massage it in. Yeah. And then the eye cream on top. Do you use the La Mer? Because I'm obsessed with the one with the silver roller ball. Their eye I cream. I love it. it. I like. I feel like that's. I'm doing a massage on my right? eye. Right. Yeah. You're the first it. person who I've talked to who has used it as well, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Now the wipes. Because yes. wipes, you know, some are good, some are not good. No. What What are the wipes that you use? <sighs> Neutrogena. Yeah. I'm married. Mm-hmm. Like. I have tried other stuff, mm-hmm. but nothing is as good as the Neutrogena wipes. Yeah. True yeah. story. Yeah. You, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They get everything off. They get waterproof makeup off. Uh-huh. It's, it's incredible. The only thing. Otherwise, the other ones, maybe it's got a more gentler ingredient yeah. in it. Yeah. But I have to like rub my eyes so much and I don't like yeah. to rub my eyes very much because that's what causes wrinkle. Mm-hmm. And the lashes to fall out too. We don't exactly. want that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I was going to ask what the eye makeup remover is because we get asked that a lot. I'm very lazy, so I don't use eye makeup mm-hmm. remover. So I, I, I always am like, I don't know. Which one do you use? The Lancome. The oh, the Bifacil. Yeah. Bifacil. Bifacil. Yeah. The blue one. The Bifacil. Yeah. The you oil, shake half, it. oil half. Yeah, yeah that that's one. a classic. So you wet cotton round or square or whatever, wet it, like soak it. And I just kind of like leave it on my eyes for a few seconds. I just go, I put it over my eyes. I go one second, two second, three second. Yeah. And like gently. Right. Gently wipe. Do not pull. Do not tug. Now you've taken some risks and they have paid off. But are there any regrets that you have? If so, what would you go back and do differently? Yes. Uh, so I had one company in between um, these two comp- these two beauty companies. I had a sunglass company in the, in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still have the business. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of mistakes that I had made early mm-hmm. on in that business. And I would not, I wouldn't exactly say I regret it. But I learned so much from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it cost me a lot of money. But, mm-hmm. yeah. but you know what? It's the best learning experience that I have had. 
And, uh, you know, I'm so happy that I had that experience. So because now I could take all of my learnings from my first business of what to do, uh, all of my learning from the second business of what not to do, marry the two and implement that mm -hmm. for my third business. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. The only way to learn is to mm -hmm. make mistakes, really. If you yeah. don't make mistakes, maybe you're too safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And if you're too safe, you're not growing. Yeah. Risk reward. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. And finally, we want to ask you, because we ask all of the founders that we have on the show, what type of advice would you give to, you know, listeners who are out there with big dreams or what is some advice that someone has given to you that you've really hung on to and it's kind of guided you through this world of entrepreneurship? Yeah. So uh, a friend of mine, my dear friend of mine, uh, she's an amazing entrepreneur and she says something that just stuck with me. And this was during the exit of my business because, you know, you get emotional with it exit of the business during the process mm -hmm. and it's you know it's physically and mentally and emotionally draining so like you know there's like many thoughts in my mind like I'm going left and right I was going all over the place and my friend she says Tony focus only on the goal everything else is noise thanks for tuning in visit breakingbeautypodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode and be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. Or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time. Like a cherry